Good evening. Welcome to Light Code. Tonight's topic is going to be channeling. We're here with Anna Noyce, the founder of Light Language University and Circle Insights, and we're sponsored by Light Language University and Circle Insights. Anna, we're very happy to have you here tonight. How are you doing? Wonderful. Thank you. So, jumping right into our topic, which is channeling. Can you tell me what channeling means? Uh, yes. So channeling is, it's like light language. It's every thought, word, deed, action, or breath that we actually take as a human being that when we're part of a spirit or soul. So when we're sitting in the physical body, it's being aware of consciously of how we communicate and how we step into that connection. And we've talked about the four levels of consciousness and channeling is able to bring in that knowledge or bring in that information through either how we feel or how we communicate. And so it's, um, it's kind of however we pick it up. Some people see it, they might visualize it. Some people hear it. Some people feel it. Some people are just in the moment. And it opens up to those other dimensions. So there might be another dimension that we're all a part of and, and or that we share or that we don't share, that we've had other experiences. So it could be also bringing that, that aspect of ourselves and holding that space or bringing that information in from those other dimensions. And, and before... I wanted to say, we also um, have our mission statement, I think that's really important. Did you, did you want to share that with the university's mission statement? Sure. Um, our mission statement is to inspire others who are awakening and to aid in the imminent growth of the conscious awareness of being multidimensional. Which I think is really important. Thank you, Tanya, for, for reminding us because I think that's really important because we are multidimensional. And a lot of times we get focused in the 3D world and we get stuck. And we forget that we're our spirit bodies in this physical vehicle. And part of our communication is that light language, which is on all levels. So channeling is just a natural part of who we are and how we, we awaken to these other parts of, of interacting in our 3D and other dimensions. Okay, so let's talk about this a little bit because there has been some controversy regarding channeling. Yes. Um, explain to me why um, some people would consider channeling maybe evil or bad. Mm. Well, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because there are some people that, uh, and in the past, if you didn't know what you were channeling, so you might channel something negative and something ne negative can also create, um, you know, dissidents or, or something that could make you feel bad or make you feel anxiety or anxious, of course, being the negative. But when you're channeling and you're actually moving into those higher frequencies, and remember, we, we talked about in light language, we talk the tone scale that we talk a lot. And I, I do this because we talk about being above the heart line. So when you're in your higher, higher self and you're opening up to, you know, um, the world around you, you're channeling all the good stuff. 
you're channeling the higher vibrations, you're, you're communi communicating on those four levels of consciousness, you're going into group, collective, and oneness, not only in the individual, because they all kind of melt together. And so that information on that higher level is amazing. And it also is uh, enlightening. There's so many things that can raise our frequency and help us move forward on a higher frequency and vibration and also enlighten us of how to make steps or see the future. And we know that past, present, future, we've talked about this, and parallel lives are all happening. Our parallel lives are all happening. And we have the ability to channel information from those experiences, from the monad that we we, we talk about in Light Language 102. But what makes it controversial is that some people have bad experiences because again, when they're vibrating below the heart line, they're picking up the darker energies are the things that scare them. So it's all about really mastering your fear and understanding that. So if you don't know how to, how it works and you walk in and you're afraid, then we've talked about this too. If you're, if you're fearful, you're going to go below that heart line and you're going to get the lower aspects of, of whatever dimensions that you plug into or what's happening there. So it's really about learning how to master yourself when you're on those higher frequencies to pull in those, those higher and upper, upper ways or, or spirit guides to help you. Okay. And so how does channeling work? Um, what do people channel? I mean, you call it channel and you think of course a TV channel. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it is. Because you do, you switch channels, <laughs> kind of like going above. Sometimes you want to see something scary. Sometimes you want, you want to experience the higher. So yes, I guess you could think of it that way. Really channeling so natural. Every human being has this ability to channel. So if we sit and we're mindful and we're just aware of our environment. We're aware of the energy. We're aware of each other. We're aware of the frequencies around us, the animals, the birds, the earth. Um, last night we did a, a study group. Uh, it was yeah, study group where we were actually working with the planets. And we were able to realize and recognize that these beautiful planets are beings and they were helping us. And each one of our students and, and these beautiful people that joined us last night were having experiences, understand, and they were channeling from these beautiful planets that were giving them information and showing each person, because it's like the human fingerprint, how to connect with these different um, planets that are moving around and also influencing our lives. So we can do the same thing as if we're on the earth, we can channel from, you know, different people or, uh, or different dimensions or guides. So it really is. And again, it's all about mastering yourself. If you're fearful, you're going to go below that heart line. We know that it's very simple. And what is the number one rule in the universe, Tanya? We teach this in 102. It's like attracts like, right? It's all about matching. So if you match, and, and I think there was a book called The Secret <laughs> that made sold millions of copies. And all it was is, is reminding us that whatever we match is what we attract in our lives. So the same thing works when we're working on the spirit side or opening ourselves up. If we're in that awe, we're going to 
awe or we're excited or we're in that love frequency, well, guess what you're going to bring in? If you're down below in those lower frequencies and you're fearful, well, guess what you're going to bring in? So again, it's it's the experience. Yes, and I want to uh, make sure that we point out that if anybody wants to know what the tone scale is, come see us in Light Language 101 and we'll tell you. Yes. So, <laughs> um, all right, one question that I have for you is because there are different types of channels. Can you explain to me maybe a couple of different types of channeling? There are. There, so there, there are uh, medium channels that will um, work with with people who have passed on or ghosts or spirits, because we know there's a difference between ghosts and spirits. Um, there were also, there are trans channelers and trans channelers kind of go into theta brainwaves. And when they're going to that theta brainwave, then um, they allow spirit or the energies to come through them. And they kind of step, and it's not, some people they'll leave their bodies completely some people will just step aside and allow that uh, sentient being, that beautiful being, malevolent being, not malevolent, but malevolent being to come in and, and, and use their, their, their bodies to, to talk. But then others, you can also channel where these beautiful beings come right into your aura because we know light language is out here. So these beings can come right into your aura. And then you can hear and they send messages and you can channel that way. So you can also be in um, the alpha or beta brain, um, you know, the waking brain or the daydream. So, yes, there's different different types. There's also a, a type of channeling. And this is interesting. Uh, levitation is a, is a form of channeling. So bringing that information, there's another thing called Pyra, and I can't think of it, where you can actually, where uh, you start channeling energies and you start working with the yin and yang and balancing. And, and there are teachers that are that teach this and you have to be high level, but you can start fires with that. You can, so that's, it's called Pyra and I can't think of the name, but anyway, so there's different types of channeling. Um, there's animal channeling with working with um you know, the animals and understanding how to communicate with them. There's channeling with plants, uh, spirits, the plant spirits and speaking to the plants. And a lot of people, again, where you can planet, the planet earth has so much, uh, other people around you, higher self is another type of channeling, uh, God consciousness. You could say, Holy spirit, angels, you know, all these beautiful realms you can tap into. We have access to so much. The, uh, Akashic records is another, uh, example of channel and we can go on but anyway i'll stop there but but it, as you see we're always picking up information we're always communicating and however we pick it up is how we perceive that information and we may pick it up in our chakras we may feel it we may see it hear it taste it smell it all of our senses are bringing in this information that's not just on the physical level. Emotions are not a, something we can touch. They're not tangible. And yet they're so uh, real. And they you know, they kind of govern who we are and how we express ourselves. But so do thoughts. So thought forms can be channeled tele telepathic. Okay. So um, do you, in, in, in your expertise in the field, do you feel that maybe more women 
are channelers than men? And if so, why? So that's a fun question because it's almost complicated, but it's it's easy. <laughs> so everyone has the ability to channel and we're all equal. The reason, the reason why women are, there's more that it seems like women, there's more channelers that are women is because they can tap into that empathic feeling and they're a little bit more intuitive, but that doesn't leave men out. They just, men seem to be more focused in the 3D and getting the job done and getting, so that left brain comes in a lot more logic where the women can bring in that right brain and bring in that part of the intuition. So, and intuition's part of channelings. So do you, this is a question we got from one of our viewers. Um, could channeling be an inherited thing? Could that run in families along lines? So I'm going to give you two answers because you know I'm not going to give you one straight answer. <laughs> I'm going to give you several <laughs> straight answers. Yes and no. Yes, it can be inherited that you are a natural channeler and you're aware, you're open and you're awake and you're aware. But no, it's not something that really is inherited because every human, it's like being an empath. Every human being has this ability. It's just that when we come into the world, a lot of times we'll shut it down. So when we're in the womb and the mom, whatever distress, and we know this, whatever stresses that she goes through, it goes into the fetus and comes out in the baby. So the baby's already pre-wired. So if the mom is shut down and scared, then a lot of that's going to come when the baby comes into the world and the baby's going to shut down a lot quicker. If the mom's more open and, you know, awake and, and consciously communicating with her guides and, and such, then it's going to allow that child to be more awake and have that ability. So it's going to look like, oh my gosh, this child's gifted. The truth is we're all gifted. I used to think I was special and I am to my parents, <laughs> but we're all special. <laughs> we're all special. Every one of us is special. So not one of us is, is super special. We're all special. We all have the ability. It's just how we came in. And some of that, I guess, Tanya, if you look at the way we come into this world, it can be handicapped, but it doesn't stop us from being a great channeler. I've known some amazing channelers who are top of their game and out there helping so many people who have had the experience of coming in and had the trauma and then overcame it and opened the gifts. So anybody can do this. All right, now let's talk a couple of terms. Um, terms such as sitter, handler. Um, what do those terms mean in the context of channeling? Uh, did you want to answer that one? That's a good one. Sure. Okay. So um, basically, when um, you have someone who is a trance channeler that actually allows other entities to come into their body, it's necessary for them to actually have somebody that sits with them or there's a handler that can help them to, you know, that notices when that entity has come in and also to help them transition out of the body when it's time for them to leave. You know, if it's taking too long or you need to bring them back, that person needs to be trained to, to learn how to tap them out. Exactly. And a trans channeler is somewhat, and this is, I think, really important, Tanya, and you you may agree with me, but a trans channeler is someone where that 
um, where the person, and it's an agreement or it's a contract. It's not something that the being is going to just shove themselves in you and take over your body. It is something that you work with and you really learn. It's like you're flexing a muscle or learning how to, to get muscles working out if you don't work out. So it's, it's an agreement where that being can come in an angel maybe, or the Holy spirit. And, and slowly you start getting the messages and slowly and slowly. And if it's okay, then the person may go ahead and become, you know, speak prophecy or, or be, you know, go into uh, bringing that information from those higher realms. But it's not something like a possession. I hate, you know, for people to think it's about being possessed. It's not. It's a whole different. Did you have anything you want to add to that? I know we talk about this in 101. We do talk about this in 101. I think that's it. We'll want to move on to our next question is, why would anybody want to learn how to do this? Why would anybody possibly want to learn how to channel? <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good question. So again, it's like breathing. You know, we think about why we want it. Why do we drink water? Why do we eat? Why are we? Because it's, it's recognizing how we connect. Um, recognizing that the world around us is more as us becoming a multi-dimensional, we are multi-dimensional beings. So instead of focusing on the 3D world, we're recognizing that we are these amazing spirit beings, these immortal spirit beings, that these beings that have always existed and information from these other realms we can bring in. Um, I tell a story about my father um, who adopted me because I'm adopted and he was an artist. And what was really cool about that was he didn't take an art lesson. He never did. He became a famous Western artist. He passed away in 2009. But he has his paintings, his, his sculpture, his lecture, he wrote books. All of that came and he had eighth grade. He stopped going to school in eighth grade. But all of it came because he was able to bring that information back to, you know, to, to bring into this world. So think about it. Maybe you were a famous piano or a pianist or a composer or you wrote books and um, that information, maybe you're a famous healer or something came out. Maybe you weren't even famous. Maybe you just have this gift and it's something you want to channel and bring back to help. So some of these beautiful gifts we can help bring and, and help with unity and bring raise consciousness and so, yeah, it's just a part. Animals. Maybe you have a gift for healing with animals. Reiki is channeling. Reiki is an a, amazing um, that's given from, from teacher to student. And the reason we do the attunements, because I'm a Reiki master teacher as well, is because sometimes we, we're like we hold ourselves and we say, nope, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not good enough or something. So the teacher steps in, creates this channel between themselves as a conduit and the student and opens so that um, universal energy, God's energy, source energy can flow through them into their hands. And every time that the student opens up, that, that energy comes through them and they become the channel. And not only does it heal the client or the person they're working on or the animal or the plant or the, the world, it heals them as well because it's universal energy. So why not, you know, be connected like that? It's, it's a beautiful thing. 
So in saying that, if someone wanted to start using their ability and start learning how to channel, do you have any tips or tools that you would tell somebody that was starting out of what they needed to do? Yes. Well, um, there's a couple of things. I know we teach a 101, Light Language 101. We teach about how it works. Uh, we teach the mechanics. We also teach, um, what is it, the anatomy of the spirit. <laughs> we also, in 102, we really learn about how to connect with ourselves and how to open up and how to receive. And, and we also teach, as you were, we were talking about the tone scale, because you want to learn how to master yourself. Also, Reiki, if you want to take Reiki or study Reiki, Reiki is really easy. It's something that the teacher can stand there for you and you can start learning how to channel. And Reiki is a good basic for anyone to start. Uh, there's books out there on channeling. Don't be afraid. Again, this is the most natural thing we do and you, you'll find yourself doing it just naturally. So one more question. And we'll, we'll wrap up for tonight. Um, does your body go through any kind of uh, changes when you channel? Oh, good question. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. And Tanya, do you want to answer that one? That's a good one. That's that's we, we know about that one, don't we? <laughs> we do a little bit. Um, the one thing I would say that I've seen... Um, because I've also experienced not just Anna, do, you know, when her beings come in and the changes in her, I can see the physical because her eye movements and her facial movements will change. But I've also sat with another trans medium who actually their whole demeanor changed and they spoke in a different dialect. So, yes. Your body does go through some changes when you do trans channeling, especially. And you also detox because you oh, have to, yeah. your body has to raise to that frequency. I did have, it was, I got to tell a funny story, Tanya. I did a channel, a Jamaican woman who came through. And so when my children were little, she came through and they were, I remember them sitting at the breakfast table and I started speaking with the accent it was really good actually because i'm back i could feel myself back here but it freaked my kids out really bad and they're like mom please don't talk like that so i had to we had to stop but uh, we did it a couple of times that where this woman came through and it was really it was kind of interesting but yeah you're right it, the whole the whole demeanor and some people's eyes even change their eye, eye color will change it depends on who you're channeling and how it comes through. But again, those are, I wouldn't recommend that for anybody um, until they've studied. That's something because it is so hard on your body when you're detoxing. And you do a lot of detox because you have to raise your frequency. So if your body is, and your diet changes, your, um, yeah, everything changes, your sleep patterns change. Some people get really physically ill until they can adjust to those higher frequencies. Because imagine us being dense and this pure light being comes straight into you. It, it can burn. It can burn us out. So it, they come in very slightly. And then there's other other ways to channel. <laughs> good question. I like that. <laughs> good question. We're going to end on that one. 
And I want to say thank you so much for being here tonight. Um, I want to invite all of our listeners um, to our very special first annual Light Code Portal Christmas Party. <laughs> We're going to do it next. Um, will be the 15th of December. So just join us here for the Light Code Portal. We'll be taking questions. We'll have a little bit of an open Q&A so people will can ask questions on different topics. And uh, just join us and have fun. I do want to point out um, that Light Language University, as far as the workshops, are on hiatus for the, the holidays. Um, we'll be back in February. We do have our developing groups that will be continuing. They'll be on hiatus for a little bit for the holidays, but we'll be back in January. And um, also, if you want to know a little bit more without jumping in with both feet, uh, look at our new to all this. Uh, class. It's an hour and a half. Just check our website for all that information and click on it. It'll tell you what all we're, you know, what all goes on in the classroom and what you can expect. And you can sign up right from our website. So again, thank you so much from Light Language University and Circle Insights. Good night.